Are you at battle with cravings and eating even without feeling hungry? Always satisfying your sweet tooth, unnecessary snacking, and mindless overeating at meals could be what is holding you back from achieving your goals. Cravings are strong and often are not a sign of actual hunger. Cravings move in fast, make you feel out of control, and don't disappear until they're satisfied. Not any longer. We have the answer. With HerCrave, you will feel satisfied longer between meals, reduce consistent cravings, eliminate snacking, and feel more in power of your food choices as you take back the control. For more information, please follow us over on our social media at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or on our website at Mixers.com. Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast, raising my family around the world, and like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep. We are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode. Today, we have a really special guest that I am so excited. As you can see, she's not with us in the room. She actually lives in Wichita, but thanks to technology, we get to be together and have this conversation still. The reason that we introduce, or introduce, we wanted to introduce Jenny to you is because, first of all, her thoughts and feelings on things so align with us at Mixers, Mm -hmm. but she is actually a cancer survivor. And with it being Cancer Awareness Month, Breast Cancer in particular Awareness Month this month, we really wanted to share some information with each of you. Um, things that might be a little less normal as far as the, um, the advice that will be given and the, you know, things like that that will be shared. Um, but things that will empower us as family members, as mm-hmm. friends, as even cancer survivors ourselves, um, to be able to thrive through a diagnosis like this, but also to be able to support our loved ones who maybe have, have this diagnosis as well. So Jenny, I would love it if you would say hello to our audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me. I do truly feel honored to be able to share my story with people. Uh, So I was diagnosed with a type of breast cancer in 2017, by the way, after 10 years of hormonal birth control pill. Um, So we can talk about that later, but there are over a hundred different types of cancer. So breast cancer is only one type. And then there are many subtypes Mm -hmm. under the organ or body part type. So overall, uh, I don't, I don't try to be too specific about my particular pathology, but just so people know, it's breast cancer and breast cancer awareness month. Yay. Uh, So in 2017, towards the end of the year, I was diagnosed and almost immediately, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the Enneagram, but I am a type five, so I love researching. That's completely my bent and personality. And I, as soon as I was diagnosed, I immediately went into research mode and watched as many documentaries as I could, read books, um, searched the internet. And in the back of my mind, I had known from something else in that, like literally I couldn't tell you what it is now. What was the thing that I saw or watched before I was diagnosed? I don't know. Um, but in the back of my mind, I had this idea that there is another way. Mm -hmm. And so I 
was trying to find anything I could beyond the typical standard of care, which is chemo, radiation, and surgery. Uh, and so with that, I found some various resources and connected with naturopathic care and have kind of been on the journey since. Um, I have not done any chemo, radiation, or surgery in the standard sense. I did t- about 20 months of naturopathic care. So that's a whole slew of things. I think sometimes when people hear that someone's not doing standard of care, they kind of automatically think, oh, they're not doing anything and they've given up or something like that. But really I do stuff all day long. I mean, the first six months of my diagnosis, I didn't, I couldn't even work full time, not because I was sick, but because I was doing so many different modalities to try to Fighting cancer. Yes, right? yes, literally, yes. Um, so I was doing everything I could to help my overall terrain, not just the spot. And um, and with that, I was able to shrink my tumor 20% in the first six months just using holistic mechanisms. And then, um, you know, kept it grossly stable through the scans and whatnot. And then around month 20, I pursued cryoablation. And for people that are not familiar with that, especially for people that might have breast cancer, you'll want to look up cryoablation. It is still a medical procedure done by a medical doctor, but it is not a surgery. In most cases, you don't have to go under general anesthesia and you're in and out in an afternoon or morning, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. The procedure is that it freezes the tumor. It goes through a freeze-thawing cycle, depending on how big your tumor is. Mm -hmm. So it's freezing, thawing, freezing, thawing, freezing, thawing. And then uh, it's the trauma of that that causes those cancer cells to then have apoptosis or cancer cell death. So Then my tumor shrunk some more because of that. And they leave the tumor in your body when you have cryoablation in most cases. I don't want to speak for everything, right? right. And we're not giving medical advice. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, So they leave the tumor in the body and then your body works on reabsorbing those dead cells and getting them out. So I will still have a tumor in my body as it works on it uh, for a little while. And so therefore I'm not technically in remission yet. I believe that I am healing. I believe that my body is designed to heal and that it's doing that work. It just, you know, the holistic path is a long Mm -hmm. path. And that is something that you have to be ready for when you start out is we're really used to standard of care, quick and easy, take this medicine, have the surgery, you think it's done. And you think it's gone. Yes. Yeah, no, I love that because one of the things that we talk a lot about here at Mixers is we talk about a holistic approach Mm -hmm. and how we need to go after root causes disease. And so I think it's really amazing for us to be able to talk to someone who is currently going through or has just recently gone through some of these alternative and maybe less known treatments, Mm -hmm. but that you have also seen some success through them. Because I feel like the more knowledge that we have, the more power we have, because I think it's such a scary diagnosis, right? Nobody likes Mm -hmm. to hear that you have cancer and that can feel almost debilitating and you could almost freeze in that state and just, you know, and like you said, our three main options for treating it, we sometimes think that's the only Mm -hmm. way. 
it is a way and we're not trying to say, don't do those things for you. You decided that that wasn't the way that you wanted to approach um, your fight against cancer. Um, And tell me, was that hard? Was that really hard for you to express this desire to your family, loved ones, doctors, you know, Mm -hmm. people that maybe Mm -hmm. tell you you're crazy for not doing the traditional um, treatments? So there's kind of two parts to this for me that I'm going to answer the medical side first. Uh, So I had done that research and because of the Christmas holiday and New Year's holiday, I actually probably was blessed with more time before my next appointment and with before my oncology appointment in that initial phase. So I had even more time maybe than some people do to really research and get my personal game plan going. And at that point I had already decided I don't, think that that's the route for me. And then when I had my appointment with my specialist, uh, she actually said, and your type isn't going to respond to chemo and we wouldn't recommend radiation on your body, your particular body. And so with no exaggeration, I literally went, hallelujah. Like I literally raised my hands in the appointment and said, hallelujah, um, because I knew that was not a mental battle that I was going to have to fight with her or her team or anyone because it wasn't an option for me. Now, was with like such a sense of relief. Yes. Feeling like, oh, my doctor is like on my team. Yes. And then with that, with my type of cancer, there's really only one medication that they can give. And it is a, it causes significant uh, side effects, including stroke and other types of cancer. And um, so I told my oncologist at that point, well, I had a second opinion as well with a different oncologist. Always recommend people get as many opinions as you feel like you need Mm -hmm. and don't feel scared to ask. I know sometimes we just, especially as women, we're Uh so concerned uh we're going to hurt somebody's feelings, but I'm sorry. That's the last thing that we need to be worrying about get those second opinions. Sorry to interrupt you, Jenny. No, that's great. Yeah. So even on that same train of thought, um, I went to multiple surgeons to get multiple surgical opinions. I went to um, two different oncologists. I have a naturopathic oncologist and I have an MD that's a part of an integrative um, clinic. And so I have multiple people on my team and the surgeon that did my cryoablation. And I take all of their perspectives and that's what I think of them. They are perspectives or opinions. Mm -hmm. They are, none of them are God. None of them actually know what's going fully on in my body, but they can give their educated hypothesis. They're part of the team, right? Yes, exactly. They're part of the team. Yes. And I hire them they don't hire me. And so I can't fire them as well. And that doesn't mean I have to tell them I'm firing them. That just means I'm choosing someone else. So even on the cryoablation, I had consultations with uh, other doctors before I chose the one I went with. And that did cost me money, but we are so thankful that we went with the one that we went with in the long run. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's some of it too, is that, you know, we talk about what priorities you have. And so for me, I was okay with prioritizing, putting some money in those buckets to find the best fit for me with this life threatening type of disease. And that was something that me and my husband just had to be okay with in this season was we're willing to spend money to take care of my life for the long run. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are absolutely worth that investment. I think to us sharing your story though, hopefully, because I know everybody is going to have like 
unlimited funds, unfortunately. Right. Everybody should get the help, all you know, all the options of help that they can possibly get. Um, but unfortunately, that isn't the case for every single person. Mm-hmm. But sharing information, the things that you have learned and the things that have worked for you could save so many steps for somebody else. Just mm-hmm. the fact that you're naming off some of these treatments that did you even know that no. there was such thing as a cryoablation? You know, I didn't right? know that. Mm-hmm. Do some of this research. And, you know, it's another thing too, when we are, when we receive a diagnosis like this, whether it's with cancer or with other, some type of a disease, it is not anything that you plan ahead for. Right. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times we can be shocked by that. And it seems like we're in a race against time, but I get from what you're saying that it was a blessing and it actually helped in the long term to take time to yes. really prioritize and really check in with yourself, listen to your own intuition. And like you said, be your own boss, be your best coach, your best advocate. I'm always telling women that we are our own best advocates and that nobody knows our body better than us, right? Right. And I'm the only person in the long run that is going to live with the decisions that are happening for my body. A doctor doesn't have to live with the side effects that I have to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, with that reminds me too. So technically, I am a young adult cancer thriver because I was diagnosed under the age of 40. And young adults have some different parameters that we need to think through than people that have gone through menopause. Mm -hmm. So in my case too, in my very first meeting with the specialist, um, she even said, and you and your husband are going to need to think about your fertility options and you're going to need to talk about family planning. When you're already in the midst of a like slap your face, you have cancer. And then they also go and decide what you want to do about having a family. Right. Yeah. And do you want to spend ten to twenty thousand dollars on harvesting your eggs? And you need to do that before you have these surgeries or these uh, certain medications. Yada yada yada. So there's all kinds of things that are dominoes uh, during the diagnosis process and thinking through what are you going to advocate for and what are your priorities in life. Um, so yeah, with that too, I'm kind of backing up to one of your previous questions. You also mentioned like, how do you deal with your family and your friends if you're choosing something that they don't necessarily agree with? And I had to come straight out in the beginning, especially with my my immediate family and say, I need your positive support. I need your positive vibes. And if you don't agree with the choices I'm making, I just need you to keep that to yourself because I have to have that positive support to be able to be in a healing place. And I also like to say, I'm not saying no forever to all of these choices. It's a no for right now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean forever. So give me the opportunity to try some of this stuff and I can always circle back. But for right now, this is what I'm choosing and I just need your support, please. I think that is so helpful because um, as a family member of my sister has, she's a 19 year survivor of breast cancer. Um, she has a stage four breast cancer and was given three months to live. And here we are 19 um, years later, she's still uh, surviving. And she has really taken her, like she's been her own best advocate as well. And that's what she's also said is that I just need people's support. Uh, she doesn't need people's advice. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like to be told that you, have you heard of this, you know, magical potion? Have you heard of this treatment? She doesn't want to know about that necessarily. She's just from her 
family and right, my, right. from her doctors. Yes. But, um, but she just mostly just wants love and support and she wants us to stay close to her. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times when or a lot of things that she would share is that, um, a lot of people stepped away from her when she had her cancer diagnosis and that was something very hard. So I think sometimes people back away only because they're not sure of the right things right. to say. So like, I don't, I, I want to be supportive of them and I don't know the right things to say. So I'm going to take space so that I don't say the wrong thing. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it, nobody knows how to respond to this. Jenny, our time went by so fast, but I want to have a continuation of this podcast because I do want to dive deep into, um, birth control and actually how it's related to your breast cancer diagnosis. And Mm -hmm. because I think it's something, especially for our audience, that's something that's important for us to understand. So each of you, I want you to take what you can from this amazing episode. Thank you for all of the good information. Thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. It was really an honor. Yeah, yeah. Come back and let's continue this conversation. All right, Jenny. And, and Great. let's share a little bit more about the effect of birth control. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks everyone. Thank for you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Her Power. Show up in life focused, on point, full of energy, but without the crash and habit forming behaviors that caffeine can cause. Her Power is a non-stimulant energy supplement that provides stamina, concentration, mental support, and mind clarity. Struggle with a racing mind, anxiety, or feel consistently tired? Her Power is your answer. Check us out on social media at Mixers, M-I-X-H-E-R-S, or at Mixers.com.